Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Evolutionary Podcast. I'm going to be talking about Venus retrograde. Yes, this summer we have Venus going retrograde and I don't want anyone to be in fear of this because we kind of do go, oh my God, retrograde, because I think the modern mainstream world has taught us to be afraid of Mercury retrograde, retrograde and it's become into our um, cognizance that we have understood that Mercury goes retrograde three times a year and each time there's going to be mess ups, mash ups and all sorts of kind of kerfuffle that really kind of is going to set us back. But really, I think we, we've learned to fear them. But really, with this Venus retrograde, I feel we need to embrace it and go for it and and really allow us to have a big heart opening and heart expansion. So I'm going to be launching a Venus Star Shala. And a Shala is like a, a spiritual school where you come to have to feel the discipline and experience some kind of transformation in a group. So I feel like we want to look at Venus and have that kind of um of expansion with her, that kind of growth through this, because retrogrades, can, we cannot go through life fearing the retrograde. So my Venus star, Charlotte, we're going to take the key dates of this retrograde that takes us right through to October when she leaves the shadow. So there are going to be seven seven guided journeys in this throughout the key dates where I will look into the astrology, see what's going on, with Venus, where she's at when she does her going forward or retrograding and the new moon as well, the Leo full moon. Um, and I'm going to explain the astrology and look at it where it is affecting us. And then we're going to have a guided journey on each of those seven points. And in between those points, there are going to be 10 meditation groups, which aren't essential, but every Monday I will be doing a meditation group at nine o'clock in the evening, UK time to enable us to be together and to keep the flow, the energy high of this retrograde. So the, the retrograde or the whole process starts on the 19th of July when Venus steps into the shadow zone of her retrograde process. So the shadow zone starts right at the beginning because she, this is the area that she's going to retrograde back to and that's 12 degrees Leo. So that's on the 19th of July and on that point I will be holding the first star Charlotte where we will all get together and look at where Venus, where Venus is working for us and how we might work through this process which might be different for everybody. But Venus going retrograde in Leo is kind of an epic thing. You know, last year we were looking at Mars going retrograde in Gemini, thinking, gosh, that is going to be quite something because that was about more of the mental plane and what was going on in our media. And we certainly saw stuff going on there with the day it went retrograde, Elon Musk buying Twitter the biggest platform. Well, I think he took the whole retrograde to actually do the deal, but he announced it at the beginning of the retrograde and did the deal, finished, completed the deal when, the, when it, when it finished the retrograde process. So that's something to behold in these retrograde processes. So this is Venus and she's in Leo. Um, and so really, we are going to be given the opportunity to look at what, how Venus is in Leo, 
why why are we looking at venus in leona obviously because of the retrograde but you know venus is not in domicile here she's not exalted in leo she's not in detriment or fall you know there's no kind of essential dignities attaching her to leo however Venus, as we know, is about love. She's about art, beauty and money. And all these things are really beloved of Leo, the sun sign Leo. And also with Leo, Leo rules the heart. And Venus obviously rules affairs of the heart too. So Venus and Leo, as much as modern astrology or any astrology really doesn't bring them together in, in these dignitaries or or connections like that. They both have real kinship and connectedness over affairs of the heart. You know, if you think there's going to be something romantic happening, it's Venus involved, it's Leo involved, it's Pisces involved. Those are the three big ones for romance, I would guess. Um, and occasionally, I guess, Scorpio, Libra too. But, you know, that those are uh, where Venus, but Venus rules Libra. So there's a connection anyway, but there isn't a connection like that between Venus and Leo that I'm aware of or haven't thought of right now. But so they've got kinship. They are aligned. And as Leo rules the sun or the sun rules Leo, you know, Leo likes to dazzle. Leo likes, you know, to shine. And, and Leo is about the inner shine of your being, just being and allowing that inner shine to come out, your vital force to sort of shine through without having to do anything, just be. So in that way, it's hugely creative and it's hugely edifying for yourself. And so is Venus in that way. She likes to shine as well. She is the magnetic pull. I think and I guess Leo is shining out like a sunshine, but she is also the magnetic pull. But the thing you notice and the thing you're attracted to in someone. So there's a lot of alignment here between these two. But, you know, does that make it sound like that when Venus goes retrograde in Leo, the lights are going to be turning off? So and maybe they will for some people. But, you know, together, Venus and Leo, they're going to be romantic. They're going to be sexy. They're going to be full of love and warmth and generosity. That's fantastic. There's going to be drama and passion and lovemaking and flirting all with these um, this connection with Leo. Of, oh, sorry, with this connection with Venus in Leo. But also there's going to be pride and hurt pride. And then there's jealousy as well. And it's often unfounded jealousy, quite passionate, unfounded jealousy. And maybe there's too much hot headedness. And maybe some of this is also misplaced. So let's stick with more of the Venus in Leo and understand what really is going on in our hearts. And so, yeah, should we be worried about what's going to be happening to us and our affairs of the heart during this Venus retrograde in Leo? Um, I would say yes in some ways and no, not in others. Um, and really, as I say, this comes under my heading, don't fear the retrograde. And, and let us not get on that bandwagon. There is going to be a kerfuffle. When when any planet changes direction, there will be a little hiccup or um, a glitch in the system. It's like like the planet is changing gears. And so you'll look what's happening around what aspects that planet is making as it changes direction, because that's really the key to the glitch. And it's like moving from left brain or right brain activity to left brain. And it's kind of you're going to be working in a different operating system when the planet is in retrograde and 
that will be connected to wherever that planet is in your chart and also where the retrograde is happening in your chart. So there's two aspects to look at. So this is the clunk of a change of gear when it changes direction or moves into the shadow zone. So we're really going to be looking at this weekend <laughs> and of the 19th, which is actually the Monday, and look at what's happening at that weekend because there's lots of Gemini activity happening at the time. So there will be lots of brain activity around this um, as Venus decides to step into her shadow. But as a reminder, remember that when planets are in APDM, all planets in direct motion, this is like a flow forward. And it's like, yeah, this is like going going down the water chute at the fair, at the fair. You know, you're going swiftly, you're going unchecked, unhindered, and whoa, it's a bit tight on this corner, but you are flying through and you're completely unaccounted for and and just flying free. And in that unaccounted for, it sounds like, you know, a government putting something into action without any checks, you know, so things go forward whether you don't like them or whether you do like them. And sometimes you've got to get to the bottom of that water chute and go, hold on a minute, I need to relook at this. So in the retrograde, we it gives us the opportunity to pause. We go, hold on a second, not so fast. We need to reconsider or consider this. So where there is a retrograde, we're going to go deeper. We're going to look deeper into the aspects of what the retrograde is telling us. And maybe we find more power there for the retrograde, for this planet. So where where there is a retrograde, it's almost like an underline in, in a chart, either natally or where the process is happening. So this is an important thing to look at or important theme to look at um, with where the different aspects are within that underline of the whole retrograde. And of course, when something is going retrograde, it may bring things back into your life to reconsider. So it's reconsider, recapitulate, re, um, um, reformulate, you know, and it does also then bring people back into your life. And obviously, with this being so much about affairs of the heart, there are going to be ex-lovers coming back too. And it's always good to see the Venus retrograde and go, look who's just walked in the door. This is look who, what the cat just dragged in. It's going to be someone from the past. And if it's not someone from the past, it's a past love affair issue that has come up. You go, that's what that person did to me. Or that was my issue that now I'm reliving this issue again. It sort of comes up again. But really, then when we've gone through the retrograde, it's always pointing us then maybe on a slightly different trajectory. And maybe we've just switched tracks and gone, I'm not going to do this anymore. It is an opportunity to go, no, I'm going to re be much more sophisticated about how I play this theme that's going on in my chart and in my life. So this is what we want to do when Venus goes retrograde. And that's what I wanted to do with the Venus star Shala to really get us feeling that we can improve and become more sophisticated about what's going on with our hearts and our love affairs and art and beauty and all those wonderful Leo and Venus things. So I think one, we can work at them, but this all of this is, can be rather really good, beneficial and in the long term time, sorry, and and it becomes beneficial in the long term. We just maybe have to suffer a few of those glitches, the curveball that comes in, the uncomfortable moment when we realize that the planet is going into the shadow. And that's when the readjustment has to hurt, that has to happen. 
You know, and if we are aware of all these issues that are coming up or possibly could come up, then it doesn't have to be uncomfortable at all. So with Venus going retrograde in in Leo, we are going to be looking at what's inside our hearts. What's our what did we come? What was our pre-birth energy that came we came in with our hearts? What was that? Are we taking things on? Have we arrived with ancestral issues in our heart? Uh, have, have we arrived with karma that we really need to play out? And often wherever Venus is in your chart will will show you what sort of karma you have with your affairs of the heart. Also in this star, Charlotte, I want to look at the inner child. What was happening in our nurturing years that the inner child then might want to say, well, don't do that again, or I need some more support here. And also then our formative romantic situations. You know, what 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 was like our first sexual experience? It's so important because that is the imprint. And here with Venus going retrograde in Leo, we can look back at that sexual experience and maybe recalibrate it, put it into a different frame and really kind of lessen its negative effects and maybe you know, relearn something about that. And then also I want to look into the current vital energy that our, you know, that our heart is giving off. The heart gives off the biggest um, electromagnetic frequency. It's the largest frequency of all the organs and the one that, you know, people would feel in another person in a sensory, extrasensory way. We can feel that other that that is part of your aura is what you're giving off. And so we need to have a look at what we're doing there and what's going on currently. And then also the future. Let's look into future lion heart. What prowess can we give our hearts? What can you know, what what can we handle more of and what can we give out more of? How can we shine more? How much we can give more love and but also receive more love and do this without thinking about the lack idea because Leo probably wouldn't understand how or would want to be thinking of the lack. Leo wants more and excess and you know much more abundance. So that's a position we want to get into and maybe our hearts are holding the opposite of that. So yes, please do join me. So it's, it's seven guided meditations and 10 meditations in between every Monday night. So the meditations will be at seven. The guided meditations will be at seven, but the in-between meditations will be at nine and they will be a held space for us to meditate with Venus. But the guided meditations are the ones that you really want to show up for or make sure you listen in to the records that will all be recorded. And I really would love you all to join me um, to take us through this process um, of healing and of growing and filling ourselves up with love. So I did mention then that what we have to look at when the planets are going, stepping into their shadow, going retrograde, we have to look at what's happening. And so when Venus goes into her shadow on the 19th, we have little Mercury being highly active. So on the 19th, Venus is going into the shadow zone. But then Mercury, who has just had her, um, here's her, it's they, um, retrograde in Taurus. So Mercury has been quite active with the retrograde in Taurus and it is now in Gemini. But before he left Taurus, 
Mercury made a connect. Mercury, lower octave of Uranus, made a connection with Uranus. So they had this fizzing, electrifying, connective energy when Venus, oh, sorry, when Mercury met with Uranus before this weekend. And I feel like many people have said, you know, since then, it's really felt like that we've been in a Mercury retrograde still because there's been so much like weird stuff going on and and surprises and curveballs. You know, I had a tire burst. I've had my car break down. I forgot my um, laptop and I had to have my laptop sent to me from the other side of England. And I've had forgotten medication and, you know, real um, kind of lots of things have happened that made me think, am I still in a Mercury retrograde? But anyway, um, so Mercury, I think, is still highly active, making our brains think differently. And we're bringing in, definitely bringing in new and exciting codes that we all need to, to learn. And these are going to be, I think, lasting effects for this this kind of energy that we're in right now. So just before Venus goes retrograde, so we've got Mercury highly active, having the retrograde and the connection with Uranus, Venus then squares to Saturn in Pisces on the 15th of July, I mean of June, on the 15th of June. So Mercury is in Gemini at number degree seven squaring to Saturn at seven degrees Pisces and these two are kind of a funny square because you know there's Saturn in Pisces wanting us to really kind of get a grip with our creative points and our romance and our lack of boundaries and our softness and our soft sides and Saturn's here going come on get it together and Mercury is in Gemini going fun 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 flirt connections let's let's get it going fast 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 kind of thing and um that's on the 15th and making that square. So they're kind of one's going quite slow and one's going quite fast and they're making a quick connection. And in a way, you kind of don't know whether you're, what way you're go we're supposed to be going. Like, well, hold on a minute. This, this seems a bit crazy. Um, I've got to rush and do this. Yet really, there's a slower burn thing going on deeper within me. And OK, Mercury just squaring to Saturn might just be, um, you know, there might be just one, a difficult day, <laughs> but that's on the 15th. Then on the 17th, Saturn at seven degrees actually retrograde. So Mercury, you know, being highly active is kind of connecting with these bigger planets all the way through this. And here is Mercury connecting with Saturn just after connecting with, with Uranus. Now is connecting with Saturn just before Saturn's retrograde. Um, and really, I think with with this, it's like Saturn going retrograde again, just before Venus steps into the shadow. Saturn is inviting us to go a little bit deeper into our soft areas, into our aches and pains, our affairs in our emotional landscape. So Saturn here wants us to look at that and go and look at that, underline it, you know, the retrograde underline, reconsider some of those things where maybe we've let ourselves be uh, used and abused or some of the pains that maybe that we've been holding on to. And perhaps Saturn wants us to go, do you really want to continue holding on to this? Because there's other things, you know, Venus, retro, Venus in Leo is going to show us other things that we could be working on. So I feel like, yes, this is a, like a high alert with Mercury and Saturn going, oh, this, this is what you need to look at. So I feel in those days just before Venus 
steps into the shadow, we've got Mercury and Saturn going, hello, knock, 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 knock. This is what you need to be looking at. You know, don't ignore this stuff. This is the soft areas, the intimate and the more vulnerable part of yourself that we need to be bringing up to then have a think about and make make some more connections with and do do the math on that. Look what it's having effect in your life here. What are your connections? Are they based on those um, Piscean feelings of no boundaries or lack? So it's quite a nice little mix that brings us to uh, Venus in her, into her shadow zone. And then just the day before, on, on the 18th of June, which actually is really early in the morning. So really, we could see this was the 17th of June, especially if you're in America. Yes, if you're in America, it's on the 17th. But in the UK, it's just coming into and Europe is the 18th of June in the morning. But this new moon is the Gemini new moon. So we've got a new moon in Gemini right next to Juno, Juno, the marriage broker. Now, this new moon Obviously, this is hugely flirty and fun and it's ready for us to make connections and really get out there and speak our mind and find out what other people are thinking as well. But in this new moon, I like the fact that it's connected to Juno because all the way through Venus's retrograde and her her, her working her way through Leo, she is there at key points. She's going to be connecting to Juno, the marriage broker. So this gives us a whole new flavor of, you know, this, not, these are affairs of the heart with Leo, but, you know, it's about us and how we want to express ourselves. It doesn't have to be a romantic. It's our desires as well and who we, we want to be for ourselves. You know, this is a classic love yourself before you love anyone else. But so we want to love ourselves really deeply with this. This is also this is let's let's go and do a Layla Martin course or a Jade Egg course or Kimani. You know, this is about loving and sexing ourselves. So the fact that the new moon just before, like within 24 hours or just over 24 hours, I would say, is conjunct Juno the marriage broker so this is going to be about relationships and wouldn't it be funny then on that weekend if you meet someone or it gives you the opportunity because that that energy of this Gemini new moon is about relationships so you can either meet someone or re-engage with someone it doesn't have to be romantic in that sense but this is about relationships and long-term relationships so it's also an opportunity to reconnect with and upgrade your connection with your partner. So uh, during the Venus star Shala, I'm going to be talking a lot about Juno and where she is in our, we're looking at where she is in our charts and what her role is there and how she might have played out. So that's one aspect of the star Shala that I think was going to be, we're going to deep dive into the asteroids who are my favorite subjects, but also um, as this new moon occurs, we've got Venus moving into the shadow shadow zone um, and she's just behind Mars, who is just behind Lilith, who is just behind Pallas Athena. So we've got a lot of um, asteroids in Leo already. And at the same time, we've got Hathor. I mean, Mercury is with Hathor. So there's a lot of kind of 
asteroid activity. But for the Venus retrograde, it's intrinsically linked to Juno, but also Lilith. Black moon Lilith is going to be there and connecting to Venus all the way through this retrograde. She's going to be in Leo for the whole time. She moves much slower. And uh, so I'm going to be bringing aspects of Lilith into this Venus retrograde. We cannot miss her out. So this very strident feminist, this person says, you're not going to take that that stuff, are you? You're going to sort that out. You know, you're going to walk away or you're just going to go, no, I'd rather die than let that happen to me. Those kind of really strident um, powerful attitude that Lilith brings as the first feminine. And so I'm going to be talking a lot more about Lilith and a lot more about Juno. So that will bring us for this new moon here, um, you know, with a powerful asteroid aspect as well. And the asteroids are always going to be um, feminine stories or they are mostly feminine stories. And if you think the asteroid belt is in between Mars and Jupiter and each planet um, out from the uh, from the sun. So the first planet is um, Mercury and then double the space is Venus and then double that that space is is Earth and then double that space is Mercury and then double again. There should be something, but it's not. There's an asteroid belt going all the way around. But, and then beyond that, double that space is Jupiter. So the asteroids are a part of um, almost like a planet in their own right. And Ceres is obviously the biggest one of those. And she's a dwarf planet. She's kind of not a planet anymore. She's not an asteroid. She's a dwarf planet like Pluto is in these new classifications. But if you've got all the asteroids together, they would form like a smaller Ceres. So they're not that big at all. And the asteroids go around that loop and uh, which is pretty, you know, and, and Jupiter is the kind of um, our protector beyond that. And that's almost the link from the personal planets, Venus, Mercury, Mars, uh, to the more um, generational planets, the big planets, the outer planets from Jupiter onwards. And so there's that that connection between the two that the asteroids fill. And, and it's almost like an obliteration of the feminine or because they're all feminine stories, but they're so important to bring into our lives. And it's one of my favorite subjects. So I will be going into um, specifically Lilith and specifically Juno for this Venus star Shala. Um, Pallas Athena is here at this Gemini full moon too, and she's going to be in in Leo for some of this Venus retrograde, but not all of it. She kind of moves on and departs and moves ahead. So I won't be going too much into Pallas Athena. So it's just Juno and Lilith. So um, please do join me for this. Um, I think it's going to be the deep dive, but the real opportunity for growth and healing and expansion of our hearts. It's not going to cost too much. Um, I would like a, a donation you can pay monthly. The details will be on Instagram or in the email and um, in the details below this. So please do um, let me know in whatever way you have uh, to uh, either email or via or social media to let me know if you're interested in joining and I'm going to send everyone an email very shortly to with details. If you haven't had the email already, there will be another email and we are going to be meeting on the 19th, the first. If you miss the 19th for the first meeting, um, there is a recording and I will connect with anyone who who misses that so that we can all move through this together. 
um, for a brilliant um, process. So thank you. Thank you for listening. And hopefully I will see you and connect with you all very soon.